Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The following podcast is brought to you by Astro Panda Productions. For more information or to find other great shows, visit astropandaproductions.com or visit the Astro Panda Productions page on blogtalkradio.com. Welcome to Geekish Cast Live for December 7th, 2017. I am your host, Jeremy, and joining me tonight in the co-host seat is Paul Vieira. What's happening, Paul? What's going on, guys? Hey. And, a whole... and also joining us from Joe on Joe is Joe Slepsky. Hey, guys. Nice to hear you again. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. I've, I've been lonely without you. Guys. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to give a quick shout out. Um, Prince Voltan was going to be sitting in as our uh, guest host tonight, but Ming the Merciless blasted his kingdom into atoms. Our thoughts and prayers go to the Hawkmen of Mongo tonight. Uh-huh. Other respect, than that, respect. respect. Well, respect. Let's, let's, before we, before we go further, then let me let me throw uh, a shining light on you, Jeremy. I saw on Facebook this week you have the the greatest Flash Gordon tattoo that I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty it's amazing, pretty isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It is amazing. I had no idea you were such a massive Flash Gordon fan. Yes. Um, oh, that tattoo actually started back in 2005 in Santa Cruz at Staircase Tattoo. Um, a guy there started tattooing it. And about the second session, he tells me, hey, I just took a contract with the Discovery Channel. I'm going to go fly high-def cameras over the Serengeti for two years. Somebody wow. else is going to have to finish this tattoo. It took me Selfish, twelve yeah. years. It took me twelve years to find a guy who I trusted to finish it. So that's Corey over at Golden Rose Tattoo here in Modesto. Uh, if you are local to this area, go check them out. He's uh, pretty pretty happy with their work. Good, good. That's good. That's awesome. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Man. I hope you tweeted it out on the Geekish Cast um, Twitter and stuff because it's really good looking. And did he finish the the just the colors, or did he finish the the like ink work, the, the blacks? He he relined the outline of it. He re you know recolored what was already there, and actually changed some of the coloring that had already been done. And then he filled the rest in. So the uh, the first picture in that side by side, Joe, is the how it sat for ten years, basically. Oh yeah. And what part of your body is yeah. what part of your body was it? That, that is my left. That is my left upper arm. Oh, okay. That is from my elbow to my shoulder. Elbow to shoulder. That's well, it's it's really cool. 
I'm sure because in previous episodes you've talked about like meeting Sam Jones. He must have lost it when he saw that tattoo. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, he uh, I showed it to him. <laughs> of course, it wasn't finished at that point. Um, right. But yeah, I was like, dude, I'm like, I go not just a you as Flash Gordon fan, but I'm just a Flash Gordon fan. I mean, you know, all the way back to the artwork. And uh, I yeah. discovered also, I I didn't know it, but he actually got to meet Buster Crab before Buster Crab died. Did he really? That's yeah, crazy. they were on they were on like the Mike Douglas show together or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Mike Douglas. Ooh, that boy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I might be getting the exact show wrong, the exact show they were on wrong, but they did a a daytime talk show together. So I, I thought that was really cool. But uh, cool. maybe maybe getting off in the weeds a little bit there for non-flash. Yeah, yeah. Games. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail the show right away. I just you you, you mentioned you mentioned Mongo, so. Yeah, I always mention Mongo. It's a major talking point. The people of Mongo are near and dear to Jeremy's heart. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so Joe, what's going on over at Joe on Joe this week? Oh, this is an exciting week. My guest is my my lovely wife Rebecca, which is that's always a treat for my listeners because she, you know, does not care anything about you, Joe, but she's got a great banter and great radio personality. But what's exciting is, yeah, we're we're doing the the finally doing the PSAs. So the the now the now you know is the knowing is half the battle stuff. Um. And we're we're playing a game. We're watching each PSA, and we're we're deciding: is it plausible? Is it stupid? Or is it awesome? They're all awesome. Yeah, well, they're all of course they're all awesome. But no, I think that, in my opinion, the one where Duke, uh, where Flint pulls up on the soccer field and yells at the kids for yelling at their their terrible crappy goalie, that's pretty stupid. Yeah. But, well, but Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca disagreed, so you know, so that's where the debate uh-huh. comes in. So it was really a lot of fun. We're going to be doing that for the next few weeks because uh, there's like 24 of them to get through. So we'll do about oh, wow. five or six on each one. Yeah, it'll yeah. be good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I just listened no, to really the last cool. the last uh, episode of the two year, the basically the last episode oh, yeah. of that two year run today. Nice, so it was good. It was a good Love one. That. It was yeah. Cobra creates the coil. Yeah, yeah, it was a good <laughs> one. And the best, the best. Uh, title for an episode ever like the, oh, the tent like peeping your tent one <laughs> into your into your tent i will silently yeah. creep is just yeah. the wildest title for any cartoon <laughs> created ever. ever 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 i really That's hope the when they showed that one they used the psa that had the, the creeper trying to get kids into his car to have sex with them <laughs> i really hope they paired those psas with that episode that would be fantastic Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so on that note, uh, Paul, what are you geeking out about this week? <laughs> uh, so I finally finished the Punisher yesterday. Nice. It took me forever because I've been insanely busy, and it was super good. It was a slow burn at first. I was like, man, I don't know how I feel about this. But towards the end, I thought it wrapped up really nice, and uh, it was it was really good. So. That was good. It was a solid, solid season. I think they should maybe think about going to the eighth episode, maybe 13 episodes. I think it's still a little bit long, but it was good. I yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, you know, it's seven or eight episodes. This would have been almost perfect, but there was a lot of stuff to fill in here. Yeah, that was good. I liked yeah. it. I liked it a whole lot. I thought they treated 
Uh, well, well, Paul, you can you can verify. Like, I, I really like the way they treated PTSD and soldiers and, you know, just the kind of the damage that that does to your psyche. Yeah, it was uh, definitely like, just as much about PTSD than as it was the Punisher, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a, I was a little disappointed that they they I feel like they promised more Punisher, and we didn't really get like Skullface Punisher very yeah. much. I really thought there was going to be more Skullface. Yeah, I mean, typical. Sometimes these shows the origin. They don't get the costume. They don't throw the costume on until the end. But, but he, yeah, but he but he has the costume in the beginning yeah. of the show. That's what threw me off. Yeah. It's like he has it and then he has to bury it. And I understand that he was supposed to be dead, so you can't really run around as the Punisher when you're supposed to be dead. But, um, yeah, I was just disappointed. But, but, but to be honest, I didn't notice it until the moment he put it on. Then I was like, oh, yeah, wait, we really haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, I liked it. I thought it was dynamite, yeah. Yeah, overall, I liked it. Uh, Joe, what are you geeking out about this week? Um, Star Wars, man, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. It's funny. Um, literally as we speak, I gotta, I gotta come clean. I am actually, I'm double timing you. I'm cheating on you guys right now. <laughs> I am in the middle. I am in the middle of, uh, I work at Gamefly and we have been doing a week long, uh, we're calling it eight, eight nights to episode eight event. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so every night this week, we've been playing Star Wars games after work. And also, at the same time, we'll throw on an episode. So right now, I'm in the middle of watching. I'm actually triple-timing you. I'm watching Rogue One as my friend Jason and I are sitting here playing Battlefront 2 and streaming that on Twitch. And I'm talking to you guys on Geekish Cast. That is productivity right there. Yeah, it's funny. When you guys said, hey, are we doing a show? I thought it was going to be alone tonight, so uh, luckily my friend Jason decided to join us. But I figured I don't, I don't have anything. How, how am I going to talk for two straight hours to people on Twitch? So I figured I'd <laughs> talk for an hour and then turn tune off and talk to you guys. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Can't wait for Star Wars next week. Can't wait. Uh-huh. Oh, can't wait. Yeah. So I bought my tickets for the Saturday showing at ten thirty a.m. like a couple months ago, right? And then, yeah. in about the middle of November, realized that we'll be doing inventory that weekend. Uh, For no. a plumbing supply house, inventory is a huge mf'er. I believe the kids would call it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's. I mean, because there's nuts and bolts, and I mean, it's small stuff and big stuff, and it, it can get away from you. So I actually I gave my two IMAX tickets to one of the bartenders at the at the Twisted Pig, a bar I hang Twisted out Pig. at. Yeah. Yep. And, um, but my buddy Max then called me on Tuesday. He goes, Hey, there's one o'clock showing on Sunday, which I should be free for. He goes, I'm going to get me, you and our wives tickets. I'm like, yes, do it. And so I'm still going to get to see it that weekend, but later than I wanted. Love it. Yeah. I'm taking a day off work on Friday. Yeah. We'll see if it it wasn't inventory weekend. That's what I'd be doing too. Mm -hmm. We have our company holiday party Thursday. Day. So I think some of us are going to try to after the party go and catch a Thursday sneak, night show. Sneak out to the last show or the first show, however you want to call something. it. Something, yeah, yeah. We're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not really sealed in stone yet, but yeah, that's it. That's what I'm geeking out about. Right on. So me, I've got kind of a weird one. This is an esoteric what I'm geeking out about right now, right? Um, I've been reading a lot of stuff about how life might just be a simulation and things like that here lately. 
you know, really. Um, it's, a ter- it's, a, it's a terrible simulation if it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know what I, you know, that would explain like why all these like sure things were suddenly losses and this, that, and the other. But one of the, mm-hmm. one of the things that I've been focused on just like mentally, just cause it's, it's that weird time of year where you start to wonder about weird shit. And uh, I've been wondering if, what if all the things were, remember things slightly different than everybody else around us remembers it. What if that's because our consciousness is constantly bouncing between very, very much alike, but not identical parallel universes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought, yeah. you know, that that's as good as an explanation as any I've ever heard. <laughs> so that's what I'm geeking out about this week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're hardcore. You're, you're geeking about the multiverse. I think you watched too much crisis under attack. I, I did, and we will get there. <clears throat> but at this time, let's uh, let's start in with the news. Oh, I darn it! I forgot to upload a new bumper. Uh, we're going bumperless. Yeah, we're going bumperless now. Bumper, Sorry, bumper, everybody. Bumper, we're doing the news. We're doing the news. There we go. The news for you. We're doing the news. Yeah, I'm going to cut that out of there. We'll keep using that. Um, <laughs> so what what started off yesterday is an oh my god this can't be real news story. Apparently there's already a writers room and uh, at least verbal agreements. Quentin Tarantino is making a Star Trek movie. Everybody, I I, I still I, I still don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I saw I, the answer I, to you and I was like, there's no way this is happening. <laughs> I've rarely but, been happier in my life. Uh, I'm super happy, but I was just like, there's no way. But apparently. Uh, I, I yeah. hope it comes to fruition. There was always there was always talk about him doing a James Bond movie. I love mm-hmm. Tarantino. He's the director of my personal generation. Uh, my favorite director of that generation. He's amazing. Everything he does is worth is worth watching, and that's hard to say. Uh, True. I absolutely would adore a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek project. Love it. Uh, I really hope this goes all the way through because uh, I. I cannot wait to see what this is going to look like. Oh, my God. Um, and oh I guess and then, probably and, and, the most surprising part is they've secured an R rating. This is insanity. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what they, yeah. What's, what's, uh, and I want to know, what's Klingon for the N-word? Well, <laughs> we're going to find out. I was wondering. <laughs> I, was wondering I was wondering if, if we're going to hear something about dead Klingon storage is actually where I went. Yeah. Does this ship yeah. say dead Klingon storage on it? That's what I was wondering. Uh, Romulan? Yeah, Romulan already sounds like an insult. And have you lost your Vulcan mind? I figure we'll get that a lot. Um, but, wow, I mean, the, uh, I mean, just wow. Now, now we did see on Discovery they were dropping the f bombs in one episode pretty heavy. So we know yeah, that Paramount yeah. is willing. Somebody out there is willing to adultify Star Trek a little bit. I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. Me too. Great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I got to make a note here though. Ask Larry Nemechek. Yes, ask Larry about <laughs> this. <laughs> I wonder um, if he's going to be happy or not happy. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. talk to my he, friends over at, over at Saturday Morning Trek. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear Aaron's take on it too. So yeah, let me know if you get a quote from them or something. We'll uh, we'll put it on in an upcoming episode. Um, we'll but do. yeah, that's that's going to be kind of wild. Um, let's move on to this next one here, and this is one that we've been talking about. The three of us have been talking back and forth about probably for a month now, but it kind of seemed to get started, then disappear, and then get started. 
but it appears that Disney will acquire some some of the film and television rights related to Fox. Which yeah, would be going to happen. The, yeah, well, and what this will do is will unify the Star Wars universe. Yeah, because Fox yeah. still has Woo-hoo. some rights to Star Wars, um, but it will also almost completely outside of the Sony stuff will reunite the Marvel universe. Because Fox holds the Fantastic Four, it holds the the X-Men. They've fired Brian Singer because he's a rapey douche. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is... Uh, So, I told you how I have a friend of a friend that works for Disney. mm -hmm. And uh, he's he's pretty much saying, like, yeah, this is a done deal. It's going to happen. And even talks, like, talks with Hugh Jackman again. Well, oh, well, at that point, well, yeah, you I, know they're going to throw some money yeah. out there. I heard yeah. something I heard something similar at the comic shop where um, they said that, yeah, it actually is verbally kind of been done for months. They've just, because yeah. it's so massive, they've been sorting out the, the financial details. Oh, the legal shit, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah. Just so, the so rights it's, and it's, shit are going to take years yeah. to figure out what, who owns what I'm, after this. I'm, I'm very torn on it. As a comic book fan, I, I cannot wait for all of Marvel to be together. I love the idea of Star Wars being all together and all that. Uh, but bigger picture, I, I don't they just don't like everything being owned by one company. Um, but but then then my brain goes, well, that opens. There's no reason that other people can't create cool stuff too. You know? Yeah, I just you know, and yeah. I, I kind of want to. I kind of want to focus on that for a second because I kind of want to tell people, hey, go develop some new uh, intellectual properties for us to enjoy. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. nothing stopping anyone from doing that. There really isn't. They're making independent people are making movies all the time. So just make, you know, there's no reason someone can't come up with an IP that the world falls in love with, like Star Wars, which was an independent film at one point, you know? Yeah. It really was. So so in that, my, my hopes aren't dashed. It's just all the things that we currently love will be owned by Disney. You know what is so funny about this <laughs> is that it was Disney and Sonny Bono almost 30 years ago pilfering and destroying um, the public domain and locking up creator rights for a thousand years yeah. that is going to turn right. Disney into a powerhouse of intellectual properties. Right. A, a company that oh, became been, wealthy on the public domain, by the way. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, Disney, I mean, Disney's been, Disney's been fighting this fight for probably 50 years of eyeing mm-hmm. the, the public domain stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and knowing, cause you know, eventually, in, a, in the world that our, I don't want to say forefathers, but in a world that previous, you know, people envisioned, Disney, Mickey Mouse would become public domain, and it's never going to happen. Right. No. You know, so it's, it's, you know, but nothing's forever. You never know what will happen to Disney. Exactly. Yeah. Like you could, yeah, you know, like. I know, I'm excited about this. But I'm, I'm sorry. Like I realized the whole monopoly thing, but to me, I just the timing is so great with you know Phase Three ending with the Marvel movies and then moving on. Like it's going to be. I mean Disney. Everything that has Disney in the front of it, very very few times has Disney made something that is just garbage. Like their track record is pretty good, so I'm excited. 
No, overall, I will give you that. Uh, Disney is pretty good at handling their properties. Not necessarily when it came to John Carter. They seemed to really just shit the bed that time. Or, or I, Lone I, Ranger. I like that movie. I did oh, not no, like no. Lone Ranger, but I did like John Carter a lot. John Carter was a good movie, but you know what? They could have called it John Carter of Mars, uh, Princess of Mars. They could have had the word Mars involved. Uh, they could have advertised it. They could have told people it was going to be in the theaters instead of just having a black poster that said John Carter. Yeah, yeah, that was weird the way they marketed yeah. that. But um, and then what they did the Lone Ranger is just unforgivable. But nobody's been uh-huh. able to do the Lone Ranger right since the fifties. So I don't or the sixties. I don't know what can be done with him. But yeah, perhaps perhaps I'm just showing my allegiance to the olden days of TV and serials though by by spouting off too much on that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, other than a few, other than a few things, Disney. I mean, they. I don't know what they. It's just I don't know if it's just Disney magic or what, but they everything they 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 do just turns to gold. It's ridiculous how much money those films make and their merchandising and everything. They just know how to market things well. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. Typically, they are masters of it, especially like when home video became a thing and they resisted it at first. But what they started doing is we you you release it for a while, then you lock it back up for five years. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they really. I mean. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cast off a little bit here. It'll be interesting to see with all the um, uh, direct streaming channels that are coming out. You know, Disney's working on one. Warner Brothers is working on one. But it'll be interesting to see how that is going to change everybody's dynamics now. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's the thing. Disney Disney streaming, whatever form that takes, they're going to own everything. Yes. So, it, it, you know, the, now the the the, the the Kleenex or the, the Q-tip term for streaming is Netflix. You know, Netflix and chill. So right. you're, you're going to watch Netflix, you could be watching Hulu, you could be watching Amazon, you could be whatever. Hey, you want to watch Netflix kind of means you want to just stream something. It's yeah. going to be Disney. It will be Disney within 10 years. It will absolutely, they will own everything. Netflix will be a studio, not necessarily, you know, a studio that streams, not necessarily a streamer that makes movies. Gotcha. Right. I can yeah. certainly see that. Um, also, yeah. just before we get on to the next topic here, and it deals with this one and the next one, uh, did you guys see the picture of the uh, Teen Titans Robin? The I did. The kid in the costume. That looks, looks really, really good. Looks really good. I am really excited. Um, I, I, you know, I started a reread of the uh, Teen Titans book last year, and I'm going to have to pick it back up because they got me all Teen Titans excited again. Uh, the which, uh, which, which, which iteration of Teen Titans? This is going to be the live. Oh, when I say that, when I'm talking about did the you, yeah, did George you, Perez. Did you start your reread. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the George Perez stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Marv Wolfman, and George stuff, Perez. Yeah. 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 Um, not, the, not the Jeff Johns one. I, I like no, that. That's good. Thing, but, but that's yeah. That is good, but, but the Wolfman Perez class. Oh, it's classic, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's what I mean. That's like when I think of what the Teen Titans are. That that's what everybody else when they do the Teen Titans. That's what they're trying to live up to, you know. Right. That's what they're going. Yeah, that's where they're going. Like, oh, this is what it needs to be like. Um, but that might be a good moment to move on to our next point, Jeez. which is. <laughs> uh, um, well, let me let me let's do this before I say what the headline is. But uh, Paul, what did you think of Justice League? Uh, I liked it. Okay. I I didn't love it. Mhm. I think that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it. 
uh, I, I'm disappointed just because, like, I really felt feel like it could be better. I, I don't know. They have some work to do, but they are definitely it in the right direction. Not as good as Wonder Woman, but better than Batman vs Superman, in my opinion. Okay, Joe, how about you? What were your thoughts on Justice League? Uh, primarily, I was I was not offended by it, which is a big victory. Yes. Not offended by not, it. Is I was something. not offended by it. Um, I liked it in general, um, but 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 it's a bad it's a bad movie. Yeah. But I was not it was not it was not offensively bad. Uh, yes. Suicide Squad was offensively bad. Yeah. Batman v Superman was offensively bad. This is just a movie with no stakes in it. And then there's two kinds of there's two kinds of discussions about it. It's like, did you like it for what it was in the big picture of DC movies, of superhero movies? And then there's also, okay, well, as a standalone movie, what do you think of the movie? You know? Yeah. Uh, Are we doing as yeah, a stand- <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a standalone movie, there's like there's so many stupid plot holes and stupid bits that you can pick apart. Um but as the bigger picture, I, it was it was fine, you know, it was fine. Yeah. So my feeling on it was: Have you ever seen a fully loaded semi truck try to flip a U-turn around on a sheet of ice? Because that's 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 the impression I had watching this movie. I'm like, they have no idea where they're going. They have no traction on anything. I liked it. Yeah. But like many things, the further you get from it, the the more honestly you can sit and look yeah. at it. The previous movie, Batman slams through a window and beats the living shit out of 20 people. This right. movie, that was not the same Batman. That was Ben Affleck playing him. That was him this in the Batman costume. Was not good. Yeah, this Batman. Because when I left Batman versus Superman, I'm like, warts and all... I think Ben Affleck is Batman. That's what I came away with it. And this one, I'm like, I, what the, what, wait, what just happened here? I agree. You know, Affleck was least served by the whole two directors bit because half yes. of the scene, he was the Batman from BBS and it was Snyder. And he was very grim, very serious, very bad, badass. Then the other mm-hmm. half of the scenes were, he was getting different direction from weed. And I don't, I don't blame Affleck at all for it. The other half no, of the season, yeah. he was no, he was either. jokey and I'm an I'm an old guy and I'm getting old and more you know what the hell? And, yeah. Yeah. So he really Batman as a character suffered the most. Wonder Woman was great all the way through. No, yeah. She didn't she, she awesome. didn't do anything, like she didn't change, she didn't have any arc, but that's fine. She was like the she was like the core of the movie. And yeah. Superman Superman's lip is a travesty <laughs> to all all lips. I, I don't know how you let that out. Um, you know, can, and I'm going to talk about that real quick too. What did you think about them riding the boat on Superman, so to speak? They, without without trying to like, they didn't try to like address it. They just went, no, Superman's a big inspirational figure. Fuck you, don't bring up that last mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, too much yeah, I was okay with it, but I did talk to a lot of people who are like, well, you know, they should have at least addressed it. And I'm thinking, no, the less said, the better at that point. Yes, I agree. I agree. I thought they uh, maybe Whedon should do a Superman movie and Snyder can stick to Batman. Cause yeah, I, I completely I agree. The less, well, Snyder's out. Snyder's not doing anything. Yeah, he's gone. I, yeah. I agree. Well, the, less, the, less said, the, the less said, the better, for sure. I like it brings yeah. up his costume. I like that it just, okay, he's back, he's alive, he's better, let's do that. Um, 
you know, I, that lift is horrific. Oh, that was horrible. I, now, my, the, oh, yeah, I, it makes me think, like, why didn't they just give him a full beard instead of the racing yes. mustache? Just, yes. just say that he grew a beard during his gestation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the headline is, of course, that DC Films is being restructured. Matter of fact, it might even just be closed and folded back into Warner Brothers. Um, John Berg has been put on a slow bus out of the country, apparently. <laughs> and who, and is, who is John Berg? Explain, explain who John Berg now, is. Now, so, so if you have, so you've got DC Films, right? And the two guys who would be the lead executive yeah. producer in charge people would be Joff Johns and John Berg. John Berg. Okay. Yeah. So he would Jeff be, Johns. yeah. I will always say it, Joff Johns. I'm sorry, everybody. It's just how it's always going to happen. <laughs> <for me. laughs> um, yeah. Um, but so they're, I mean, literally, they're getting rid of one guy. First off, does this smell like a bunch of guys in suits sitting in front of an onyx table covering their own asses to anybody else? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, the movie, yeah. the movie may, may not, like, may lose money. Yes. Oh, I saw somewhere between fifty to a hundred million. It's going to lose for Warner Brothers, which it is absolutely mind-boggling. Right, and they're in the middle of trying to do that that merger with uh, AT and T. So yes. if they don't. This is not a good time for them to be taking a hundred million dollar loss. Let alone no. not get the not get the one billion dollars they expected in profit. Yeah. It is. It uh, is I, I'm just astounded at how bad financially this movie is doing. I mean, Avengers made more in three days than this movie made in three weeks. Thank you. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it, it's, it, it may not get One of the things I heard was that the head of Warner Brothers expected to not, and this is heard, I think it was in like a, a Hollywood Reporter story or something last week, the head of Warner Brothers did not expect to be here next year. He expects to be fired. And he had in his contract that he gets a bigger personal bonus if Justice League drops this year. Uh, which is, oh, that would not which shock is, me at all. Which is so offensive to me because, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, your your director, you know, his, his daughter, you know, commits suicide, and so you have to change directors. And then everyone's like, all right, the movie needs so much help. No, we're not going to push it and deliver the fans a movie that is actually any quality. We're just going to force it in the fall. Yeah. No, it's it's terrible. Just so this guy can make, uh, you know, his bonus. Yeah, this if, kind if of story this, is true. You know, it, it sounds like it is a true story. I have no reason to believe it or disbelieve it. Yeah. I remember when. Oh, one of the Star Trek, one of the three new Star Trek movies came out, and it didn't make a billion dollars. And they're going, well, Avengers made a billion, we should have made a billion. And I'm yeah. thinking, when has Star Trek ever made a billion dollars? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But this is, but with Justice League, I mean, it's Justice League. I mean, how, they should be easily crushing well, a billion dollars. You got Superman and Batman. Let me, let me throw it, a couple words at you here, okay? Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the shit on toast, that movie was. Um, yep. Man of Steel, not a great movie. 
we all know about Batman versus Superman. I like that one because I'm a fan, but that's it. And it's not, it wasn't a Justice League story. No, I don't know what it was. It it wasn't. It was a series of people running around punching CG bad guys. You know what I mean? Like, if you show me... If you show me a movie, if you if if in if in the previews, even with all the bad blood from all the movies that Jeremy just mentioned, which I agree, terrible. If you show me in the previews a movie that is going to show you inspirationally the biggest dudes in the world coming together as a team, Mm -hmm. you know, in a satellite or or in a watchtower or something like that, and be the Justice League, include Martian Manhunter, include the Green Lantern. Include, you know, like like one of the cyborg isn't even a member of the Justice League. I know he is a New Fifty Two. Don't get me started. But he's, <laughs> oh, you know, he's, he's started, not, but started on that one. Not, but in my heart, <laughs> he, he's not someone. He's not someone you think of when you think of the Justice League. Yeah, so they perfect. had four four heroes. You were missing Hawkman. You were missing Green Lantern. You were missing Green Arrow. You were missing Martian Manhunter. You were missing Black Canary. Like those are who people think about when you think of the Justice League. Yeah. It's not this this group of depressed weirdos. No, I I, I I'm sorry. Was that, was that a little no. was that a little too vehement? No, this, <laughs> no. This, I just it just made me sad. This <laughs> movie sitting here. Me. Go ahead, Jared. Oh, I was going to say, here I am. It's just after Thanksgiving. You know what I think of when I think of Thanksgiving? I think of the JSA and the JLA eating turkey together. For real. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that and then Joe, your your little uh, not quite tirade, but your little rail that you went <laughs> off on there just kind of made me go. We'll never see that. The Flash, Jay Garrick. Oh, oh, I but know, one thing, but... real quick, b- before I shit on everything, Ezra Miller as the Flash, I love what they did with him there. He was still uh, I, an interesting uh, character, but uh, he was different than the TV show. Now he was not perfect, but that's what I wanted to say. Uh, Oh, you're not gonna. I, he was my least favorite character in the movie. That's that's why yeah. I kind of figured he would be. He, I but like Ezra Miller a lot, and I and I think he's I do. fine. But yeah. to say that I like that version of the Flash would be a huge yeah. lie. Yeah, like don't uh, like that version of the Flash yeah. at all. And I and yeah. saying I have to echo exactly what we said. Nothing against Ezra Miller. I thought he did a good job portraying that version of the Flash. He's a great actor. I I, I just I don't like a dumb Flash. He's yeah, the right, right. And, yeah. And so, I mean, to me, to me, my my favorite character in the movies was Wonder Woman because she's awesome. Yeah. And then, I really liked Aquaman. So this is all my personal opinion. For some reason, that clicks with me and Flash did. For some reason, the bro version of Aquaman. Maybe it's because I have a man oh, crush on Jason Momoa. But, <laughs> but probably has something to do I with really, it. I really, really like. I was like, why did they put the armor? They should just left them shirtless the whole movie. But I really like Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, you know what? He's Fred McMurray, but I know what you mean, okay? Paul, yeah, that, Paul, that will that will get you, Paul, that will get you kicked out of the military. Stop. No, it's totally okay now. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah. No, I I I like I like Momoa too. I liked him a lot. I thought he was great. I, my favorite scene in the movie is when he he's sitting on the lasso. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my favorite scene in the movie. It's that's really great. My favorite is yeah. the the. The keep away game in Themyscira when oh uh, yeah that Seven was good. That first was really shows good. up 
that was my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty great. I got to give you that. Yeah. Um, oh, real quick, I want to point this out, and then we'll go on to the next topic. I finally got around to watching Valerian on uh, Blu-ray. Oh, cool. I haven't seen it, yet, but I want to. Um, you know what? It's you have to like Basson and you have to like French comic books. But if you can get, if you're into those two things, you'll like the movie. It's fun. There's a lot of shit going on. It's a Luc Besson film, so it's pretty. Um, yeah. and it's an action-packed movie. You know. Yeah, that's a movie I, I, I wish would have made more money too because it looked gorgeous. So I just haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's goofy. I mean, you can tell it's based on a French like comic because there's always a, the weird romantic uh, story thread that pulls behind it. But it's definitely worth, yeah, you're definitely, definitely, I don't, well, let me put it this way. I doubt very much you're going to be upset if you watch that movie. I'm almost, I'm almost starting to think that people need to just go to Luke Besson and say, hey, I don't think wide theater releases for you. I think we put you in people's homes directly, and I think he'll be back on top of the world in no time. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted to see it. His choice of Cara Delevingne, though, I, I don't think she's a very good actress. Yeah. And then, you know, Dane DeHaan is, yeah, Dane DeHaan is fine, but he's not, he doesn't have any charisma. No, no, but, you know, you watch the movie. I, I think you, I think you'll enjoy it. It is on Blu-ray now. Yeah, so checking it out. I'm looking forward to seeing it, yeah. Yeah, check it out. Um yeah. All right, guys, let's do, uh, we're going to do some quick reviews of some, you know, we were out for a couple weeks there, so we missed a lot yeah. of stuff. But that last bit that countered is our review of Justice League and us kind of sharing the news that uh, there is going to be some earthquakes going on with DC movies in the future here. Hopefully uh, and not a cancellation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at this point, the only thing that can save them is Aquaman. Also, I heard a rumor <laughs> that John Hamm wants to play Batman in the standalone movie. I'm down. I I I, can't thought, see, I, can't, I love I love John Hamm. I can't see him make going old again. Like I, I Hamm, would Hamm, love to have seen John Hamm. He's no, not, no, he's the same age as Ben Affleck. But I would have loved yeah, to have right. seen him play Superman at some point in his in his younger days. I, I'm with yeah. I'm with I'm with you guys. They need to go young. Let's go young because you can't move forward with a Batman who can't move after 30 minutes of fighting. Right. Yeah. Right. Plus, literally, just the, the logistics of filming movies. By the time you get to his second movie, especially now, yeah. it's not like the first one's ready to start filming tomorrow. Uh, yeah. If you get to his second movie, he's going to be four years older, and then it's you know what I mean, like video a trilogy. You know, it's just it's not. It's It'll a be bad sixty idea. by the time they're done. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's. A, I love John Hamm. It's a bad idea though. Yeah. They just need to make Flashpoint next. Just fix everything. Yeah. Well, that's part kinda... of the story said that. Yeah, Affleck like might come back for Flashpoint, which leads us to our theory of that they'll replace him during Flashpoint when the universe resets. Yeah, I hope so. No offense, Ben. Um, <laughs> no, and you know what? I, I I don't think he would take any. But let's uh, let's move on to our other two reviews we were going to do. Um, speaking of you know universe altering events, Doomsday Clock. Uh, yeah, Rorschach oh, so is kind of back. Sort of, and all sorts of stuffs going on, and and some runaway trains are about to hit each other. And Joe, what was your opinion of Doomsday Clock? I loved it. I loved it. It was, uh, yeah, it was a, a true sequel. I think it really took the spirit of Watchmen. I think it honored it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love. I'm excited to see what they're doing with it. Paul, what were your thoughts on it? 
Oh, I, I agree. I absolutely um, loved it. I was, I didn't read anything about it. I mean, I, I kind of read the New York Comic Con little ash can to it, but I didn't think it was going to be like a, this is a direct sequel. Oh, yeah. Watchmen. I, I, I thought it was yes. going to be like, it, you know, more with Superman, more in her current DC, you know, continuity. And it caught me off guard. I was like, oh, God, this is like straight up like right after this is a Watchmen book. Yeah. Yeah. So at least the, at least the yeah, first issue. Yeah. So, so much it was jarring when you get to the last couple of pages and you see Superman. Yeah. Like, I, I forgot that that's what we were dealing with there. And but I mean, the Gary Frank's art, I mean, you know, he's awesome anyways, but it, his art was really good. I, I liked the new characters that they introduced, which is, I guess, based off some old Charleston characters like the mime. Yeah. Punch he's, and Julie is who they're based oh, off of. Yeah, right. He's so awesome. That scene where he goes and gets his weapons. That was and, so funny. Yeah. I oh, rarely my, laugh my out loud when panels. I read a comic book. I did there, yeah. It was my favorite panels in the whole book. I, I thought that was just excellent. When you know it, you're crazy when Rorschach's like, man, you, you have big problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. You know, that Rorschach... Who do you guys... Rorschach, think, I, who do you guys think Rorschach is? Anyone? Do you think it's well, the kid from the uh, from the from the uh, newsstand? Has enough time passed for it to be him? Yeah. Yeah, it's like seven years or eight years. Hasn't it been yeah, seven years? Yeah, it's 1992, and wasn't it oh, 1985? Yeah. yeah, you're right. It would have yeah, been seven that, years. Yeah, definitely could yeah. be. I know somebody somebody else put up that they thought it was Rorschach's. Uh, uh, the therapist, the psychologist he's talking to. Right. But he'd be, yeah, he'd yeah, be yeah. like 70 at that point, so I doubt it very much. Yeah. But I have to yeah, assume the Watchmen and, universe. And the kid, the kid mm-hmm. talks about like having a messed up face, too, which would make sense if mm-hmm. you were ground, you know, ground zero of, of the squid and stuff. You'd be messed yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, that'll be interesting to see. That will be interesting to see. Um Let's uh, let's go on to the next one. So this is one I look forward to for the last two years now that they've started doing them. The CW does a crossover event, and this year was Crisis on Earth X, and it was a lot of Nazi punching, Melissa Benoist <laughs> smiling fun. So um, I the one thing, and I did tweet this out, and I think you both like you know either said something or liked it, or but I cannot take Melissa Benoist as evil, and. There, I am now a subscriber to the theory that they're like, Melissa, stop smiling. Stop smiling. Put a mask on her. Somebody get her a mask right now is what happened. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. you know what? I, 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 Supergirl's probably my favorite CW, like DC CW show. And mm-hmm. uh, I love her portrayal of Supergirl. I, she was the weakest. Her evil, super evil, I was a superwoman, what were they calling her? That was the worst uh, part of the show. She does not... She didn't do that well, so she did not do evil well. So no, weird. she doesn't. That was the hardest part. I believe yeah. they were calling her Overgirl, like Overman, Overgirl. Over, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, she was. I mean, it was. She had fun with it, but that everyone else like was real, you know, semi-convincing in their roles. Not so much her. Yeah. Well, and like Stephen Amell already kind of plays half evil when he plays all the anyways, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that's that's an easy one for him. Um, oh, I can't think of the actor's name. He was he was JD's brother on Scrubs. 
And he plays uh, oh, what's the actor's name? He plays uh, Harry Wells. Oh yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He he's, he, I, he's the kind of actor. Yeah, he, he's the kind of actor who won't get credit, but he's a hell of an actor. He really is. So I can buy oh, him as I mean, a good guy. Or a, yeah. If you just look at what he's done on Flash, ever literally every season he's the same character but different. Like different, they, yeah. the, it's it's like it's like Orphan Black where he's just the the same but has to play it completely different for each season. So yeah, he's yeah, great. I like this. I like this where they did the he goes and gets different versions of himself and he's got like an Eastern European German version of him, <laughs> a post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. Australian, and a billionaire crazy Matthew uh, McConaughey version of himself and he plays them all at the same time. That was really mm-hmm. fun. Um, I really enjoyed the four-part crossover. Um, I do think it's dangerous to take your non-superpowered sibling from a different uh, universe and just drop them in the middle of the city by themselves. But that's just me. I'm Rory Ward. Yeah. Uh, there is but one hey, thing. She, that, she got to hook up with White Canary, though. Oh, so that was pretty great. Yeah, no, good. For, I mean, good for her. I'm, I'm glad she did. Um, I, I did have to wonder, because they said that there are 53 universes with 53 Kryptons. Where's our Arrow universes, Superman and Supergirl? We know they exist now. Well, I posed a similar question to uh, a friend and because uh, in the Flash episode when Flash was getting married um, you have that girl come up to Flash and is like I'm really really happy for you do you remember this uh, like the do you mean Barry's something. daughter well I think it's Barry's granddaughter I think that was excess oh, okay. from the Legion of Superheroes that would and make sense so, mm-hmm. yeah, so, my, so my question was well the Legion, because we we're also now meeting the Legion on Supergirl. So the Legion is of her Earth, but if that's XS, that means is there another Legion from Barry's Earth? Because they're not on the same Earth. Right. Or, or is, does the Legion have the ability to cut through both Earths simultaneously? Like, what, what is going on with that? And uh, he cryptically smiled at me and did not give me an answer. Did he punch you in the neck or anything? No, 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 no. But he just he just smiled so, and said, "I don't know what you're talking about." So you were about. probably onto something with whatever questions you were asking then. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I do I do think that's excess though, because right? she's such a fun character uh, that if they don't use her as you know, since they're bringing in Legion, if they don't use her as one of the Legionnaires, it'd be foolish. Yeah. No, I can see that. Um, yeah, I, I assume daughter. I didn't really put enough thought into it to try to make it a particular character, but she was obviously fangirling over somebody who was very important. Yeah, yeah. Flash has um, historically, canonically, Flash has twins. He and Iris have two twins. They're called the Tornado Twins. And, oh, that's uh, right. It's, it's uh, yeah, and they're you know, and one of them is a girl, so that could have she could have been Dawn. It's Dawn and Dawn Allen. Uh, but yeah. they then they then have one of I think Don had a child. I almost said they had kids as if they had kids together. That's gross. Uh, <laughs> I think Don, I think Don had I think I think the the son's daughter was excess. I think she was Don's daughter. Okay, well I'm gonna have to go take a look. At it's them, been a long time since I've looked at a Legion book. One of them gave one of them also gave us impulse too. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the I think Impulse's mom was Dawn Allen, and I think Dawn okay. was it was ex, was Excess's uh, dad. 
All right. Yeah. Too see, sure. when you start getting into Too heavy sure. time travel stuff, I start to kind of my brain starts to yeah. shut off yeah. after a while. Um, so that's always where the that's where the Flash always kind of like I love Flash stories, but when you get into the really super heavy time travel stuff, I start like getting a brain stutter a little bit, just like what? Yeah. Yeah. So, Paul, what were your thoughts on Crisis on Earth X? I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh, and there's our loser of the week. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it to be honest. I, I pretty okay. much have given given up on the Arrowverse. Like, uh, well, so uh, I, and I'm Joe, so, let's, I'm super far behind. Yeah, well, let's do this real quick, Joe. So, how many JSA slash JLA turkey dinners out of five would you give Crisis on Earth X? Honestly, five. I thought it delivered yeah. on everything it needed to do. I thought it was the best crossover they've done. I love yep. that they tackled uh, they tackled the whole Nazi thing that's happening in America today. Uh, they and they tackled it pretty well. They they had uh, the they used a couple different tropes that DC is known for. Like uh, there's a classic Legion story called like the Super Stalag of Space, you know, and putting people uh, in like in prison like they had them. You know what I mean? Uh, so there and the flash the fact that the Flash had a wedding. Flash is known for busting up weddings or being in a fake wedding and all that stuff. There's a multiple flash wedding issues. So I yeah. thought they hit all the notes. I even like the up the legends of tomorrow stuff was really great. And I don't follow that show at all. Yeah. That was, Oh yeah. I, I forgot all about that. Yeah. I was actually mildly traumatized by that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was yeah. really good. It was really good. I Stop recommend it highly. Yeah. Um, now, before we get off this topic, let me just ask: Are Felicity and Ollie the worst wedding guests ever? Uh, because they just said marry us too. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, get your own much. wedding date. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was on. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that was. I'm pretty sure that was filmed at uh, English Bay in uh, Vancouver, which is a beautiful spot too. So. Um, um, all right. So. Paul, we got to speed up, so let's do your pick of the week real quick. Okay, I'll do this very quick. Uh, my pick of the week was Doctor Strange 382 by Marvel Comics. Um, basically, I picked this within, like, one page. Um, let's see, you got Doctor Strange is a veterinarian. He has a talking dog. Loki is shirtless shooting machine guns. And there's a huge reveal at the end that I did not expect. So that's my elevator pitch for this. Uh, and Loki go. is now, and Loki is the uh, Sorcerer Supreme right now. So I still don't exactly know how this happened, but uh, it was just a fun issue, and uh, it's got enough questions that don't confuse me, but just keep me intrigued. And I was seriously surprised at the end, and that doesn't happen very often. And I was pleasantly surprised that who kind of makes uh, their comeback to the Marvel Universe at the end of this. Sure. Um, and what are you looking forward to next week? Uh, looking forward to Rumble Volume 2, Number 1 by Image Comics. Um, I really, really like the first volume of, of Rumble. Um, it was a really surprising book. It's just kind of a weird monster hunting crazy warrior who's in the, you know, spirit is in the body of a scarecrow. And you just it's just a lot of fun. And the art is amazing by James, you know, James Heron. Now we have a new artist taking over the uh, volume two, but um, a great series. I really dig it, and I'm just kind of looking forward to see where it's going to go. 
Wow, that's uh, that's weird, wild sounding stuff there. Um, Joe, I always get the name of your segment wrong, but what did you read this week? <laughs> uh, the last comic book I read actually this morning was um, uh, the new Justice League of America issue that came out like last week. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Justice League of America, the, the Steve Orlando written series with Vixen <laughs> and Lobo. Yeah. And Ray, are you reading that, Paul? I I am. It's a very weird team, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is a weird team, but it's it's really been a good series. It's it's classical Justice League, which I miss. I feel like the Justice League book itself hasn't been all that great. It's starting to pick up. I don't think Brian Hitch is writing it anymore. Like this week, yeah, this was good. Correct, he's not, and that's a good thing because yeah. his books were not very good. But yeah, so I'm enjoying that book. So I read. Uh, it's they they brought in Prometheus as the villain. And um, it's the uh, it was the second issue of that, and it was, it's it's pretty cool. Right on, Prometheus. He's kind of like the herpes of villains. You know, you just can't shake him. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be dead. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of what said, I mean. They said that was an they said that was an imposter. That uh, because he was supposed to what he was supposed to be was like the baddest dude ever. Yeah, and people used they overused him. Them, yeah. To, yeah, to the point where it was like, well, he's not a bad dude. So then he showed up and said, oh, that was an imposter I, I hired to, to play me. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's that conservation of ninjutsu thing. You got to make the dude look like a badass. You can't can't spoil it. Right. The thing that always struck me odd about Prometheus, he's supposed to be like the evil Batman, which I thought we already had in a guy named Deathstroke. But, you know, that's just me. Right. True. Yeah. Yes. I, I never considered Deathstroke the evil Batman. Oh yeah, that's kind of that's what they were going for. Is they, they wanted to give uh, they wanted to give Robin a villain <laughs> who was like his mentor, and that's Billy Wintergreen was like the evil Alfred. That's exactly what they were. I guess for. you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. I've never yeah. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah, I mean, I'll be, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. Good we job. Can, we are. You know, here's the thing, Joe. We are all friends here, and we can disagree. <laughs> no, no. I think you're. I think you're. I think yeah. you're right. I just. I was just, yeah. I never put two and two together. Yeah, I never equated I mean, Winter Green Alfred, but you're totally right. Yeah, that's. I mean, I can't remember if I read that or if I just assumed it, but I always thought they were trying to give an evil spin on Batman so that way Robin could have a familiar-ish villain in the Teen Titans. But mm. we have di- we have digressed yet again, guys. We're going to do yeah. a quick <laughs> uh, a quick uh, geeks guide to gift giving. The holiday season is is upon us in Christmas and Hanukkah and uh, Saturnalia and other holidays are quickly approaching. Um, so I can't remember who suggested we should do the geeks guide. Was it you, Joe? And was there a gift you had? In oh mind? yeah. Um, I didn't think of a gift that I had in mind, however. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was it was my idea, and uh, yeah, I think, you know, um, I, yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if you're in the L.A. area, you should go to Goldman Apple Comics. Well, absolutely. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing, though. When, uh, when, if, you're, if your guy or gal loves comic books, you can always get them a classic or like old issue of comic. When people come into the store and they say like, I don't know what he likes. I don't know what he has. It's because most likely people are buying new collections. So what you do is you ask your local comic book dealer, show me the old stuff. 
And I guarantee you, any comic collector who cares, who actually does care about comics, if you present them with a classic comic book, even if it's even if it's one, frankly, that they already have, there's still a value to it, and they they would love it. So I love I love getting people classic comics. Right on, Paul. How about yeah. you? What's your uh, guide to gift giving for the geeks this holiday season? Well. Um... There's a. I was just gonna throw out a couple good websites. Uh, ThinkGeek.com sure. is a really good, okay. good one, for because they have like geekish things. You know, they take the geek and they put it into normal. Like my mom for Father's Day got me like uh, lightsaber tongs for barbecue and like all this Star Wars cooking stuff. Like everything they had, she got that stuff for me. So um, it, it's it's cool because you you know you have a nerd, you know relationship or whatever and they like to do normal things too they yeah uh, think geek has a kind of a it's a good melt a mashup of that stuff and then uh i'm a huge fan of sideshow toy collectibles if you've been to that website they make uh they sell hot toys and like uh like small figures and and large statues i just actually pre-ordered the wolverine premium format figure that was released today today i did that so if you oh, have right more money, more money to spend, that's a great website. They have really, really cool stuff. That's cool. Um, you know, I'm going to do an odd one, and I'm only going to do this because we're coming up on 20 years. Next year will be 20 years since the series ended. But if you've got a sci-fi fan in your house who has never watched Babylon Five, get them Babylon Five. Probably the best coherent beginning, middle, end sci-fi television series ever made, and probably the best one we'll ever see. The effects haven't aged well, but everything else still holds up really, really good. That would be my suggestion. A, fr- a friend of mine wrote on Babylon 5. Really? Who was it? Yeah, Larry DeTilio. Oh, let me see. Why does that name sound extremely familiar? Well, he also wrote, he wrote a ton of Masters of the Universe, too. That's okay. why. Well, see, I just, I just <laughs> interviewed Mark Zick. I just interviewed Mark Zickery, who wrote on Masters of the Universe... It got uh, Joe, uh, JMS hit one of his first live action writing gigs, and awesome. uh, and Mark also wrote for season one of Babylon Five. It's actually, if you guys look, this week's interview episode of Geekish Cast is an interview with Mark Zickery, and he's getting a new series started, and it's called Space Command, and that's kind of a retro sci fi multi generational story. It looks really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, cool. Um. Well, let's do this. We are actually going to finish up on time. Paul, if people want to find you on the interwebs, where can they look? I tweet at PaulDierra79. All right. And Joe, if people want to find out more about Joe and if they wanted to and have the Joeing is half the battle experience, what can they do? They can go to, uh, and wherever you get your podcasts, go to look, do a search for Joe on Joe. And look up my podcast. I'm Joe and Joe Pod on Twitter and Facebook, and subscribe. It's a great show. It is. It's it a is. lot of fun. I don't. I don't always get to listen to it because I try to pick episodes I remember, which is hard for me because oh, I'm yeah. a rampant alcoholic. But you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, give the I PSA a shot. I really think you'll. I really think you'll dig it. My wife and I have a fun. Uh, well, a banter so, rapport that I think yeah, is, is well, pretty appealing. Yeah, well, the Mrs. and I. Yeah, the Mrs. and I are actually starting vacation tomorrow, so I've, I actually spooled up the newest episode of your show for part of the drive. 
So uh, I'm right. definitely going to get caught up then. Um, and, guys, you can find us at geekishcast.com. We are on the Astro Panda Network, so you can go to astropandaproductions.com and find us and other great shows there. Uh, I tweet from at the Geekishcast. I am on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. Joe, Paul, thank you guys for uh, dropping in and getting us caught up on everything that's been going on lately. No problem. I missed you guys. For sure. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah, and hopefully hopefully we'll get two more episodes out this month uh, of the live show, because I do like to try to stick to three, but I know the holiday season is damn near impossible, so yeah, we'll do what we can. Um, but yeah, everybody else, uh, check out Geekish Cast, check out Astro Panda, check out Joe on Joe. Go shoot Paul a tweet and say hello, because he doesn't do anything else besides defend this country on a daily basis, and you should probably say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I like saying hi to people. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be worth everybody's time there. And then, uh, you know, bye-bye, everybody. Ciao. Bye-bye. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.